Hello. That's us live. How you doing, mate? Hello. Fantastic. Thank you very much for joining today. Very cool to be with you. Happy here with yeah, you. It's a pleasure. <clears throat> and thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure, of course. Uh, yes, so we'll do the very standard introduction where you can introduce yourself, tell us who you are, and we'll take it from there. Sound good? Yeah, awesome. Fantastic. Love it. Let's go. All right, so um, I'll basically start with good evening because it's evening time here in Lagos, Nigeria. Uh, my name is Ahmed Oyelowo, and uh, you know my first name basically Ahmed kind of like tends to be a lot of problem for many people to you know get the pronunciation right. But I think I'm pretty fine with any way that you can uh, you know that you can call the name. I'm fine with uh, any single way that you can use to pronounce it. So. You can just call me Ahmed. If you can't do that, just pronounce it anyhow that you feel like, okay? So a little bit more about myself. Um, uh, I'm a Microsoft uh, MVP for the data platform, majorly through my contribution for uh, the Power BI community over mm -hmm. the past three, three years, I think, uh, now. And, uh, you know, I think I just enjoy to work with Power BI a lot. And I kind of like see it like a game, so to say, right? So <laughs> it's challenging and uh, yeah. I like the challenges that comes with it. Very cool. Yeah, I with the game part, I can fully understand. I, I often think of, and I said it before, maybe incorrectly think of Power BI as like a really fun toy, uh, as well as a very, you know, powerful analytics tool and uh, data management whatever you want to call it, but also a very fun toy. And it's something that's uh, really kind of uh, fun to, mm -hmm. to, to, mess, to mess around with. Um, yeah. You also, you have this um, this uh, Foresight BI, is this correct that you work with or is this something that you, um, that you manage on your own? I'm curious about that. Yeah, so Foresight BI basically is, um, you know, uh, my consulting firm, which I think I started in the year 2019. Okay. January 2019 precisely, and uh, we are mostly into Power BI training and uh, consulting as well. Very nice, mate. So you are indeed very, very active, and uh, yeah. hence the, the the MVP thing, right? <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you mentioned yeah. you like you, you enjoy being active in the community. What I mean is it more like um, presenting stuff at meetups, or obviously they have the consultancy as well, or general, you know mentoring what what's what kind of drives you the most what what do you you know enjoy yeah so i think uh you know my community contribution over the past couple of years i've kind of like gone through you know a lot of things uh some mm -hmm. free uh training some uh presentation webinar presentations and then nice. once in a while too when i have mm -hmm. a little bit of time on my hands i get to go into the power bi forum you know, ah. if you get into the Power BI forum, basically you have yes. a lot, a lot of problems there that can really, you know, uh, sharpen up your skills. So I do go there once in a while as well to answer uh, people's questions. And mm. then um, I used to write a lot at some mm. point, which has kind of like died down a little bit over the past couple of months because, you know, sometimes it's kind of like difficult to have that balance between, um, work and uh, writing because writing trust me can be a little bit tedious i don't know what your preference is between youtube and writing right so for you 
Well, I can answer that pretty, pretty quickly. I don't do any writing because I'm very bad at it. And I do YouTube because I, tr I think I once ever I did a blog entry, I wrote it and I was like, that's not very good. And it was a lot of hard work and I don't want to have to go through that again. So anyone who manages it, do regular blog posts. I've got a lot of respect for that because it's hard work. Yeah, I think I kind of like writing anyway, because um, mm. not like maybe I'm particularly too good at it, but, you know, I find it very easy to express myself in writing, you know, mm. sometimes yeah. more than in speaking, actually, because, you know, when you are writing, you can put all your thoughts together uh, yeah. at your own time as well. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's my problem. I mean, you might get that sense of when I talk as well, I'm not particularly good at being concise. I just kind of ramble on and going off and very different directions, which when you're writing, people aren't going to read like one paragraph that's essentially about nothing, um, which is kind of what I do when I talk, right? Um, so I can see how, yeah, it's just not suited to my, my personality, perhaps. I could try and improve upon it, but I don't want to. I haven't got the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it just takes time, really. It takes time. I think I've gotten a couple of, you know, invitations to come mm -hmm. write uh, one or two books, which obviously, I've rejected those invitations because, uh, you know, book writing is completely on another level entirely. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to stay committed for like six months to maybe between six to one year or something like mm -hmm. that. And, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not really uh, ready for such kind of commitments at the moment. That's understandable. Yeah. I, I do yeah. see people who have written one or two books and or, or several books and how they manage to keep up that is um, pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, sure. But you just manage your own time, right? Everyone's got their own different. I mean, we don't just have Power BI in our lives. We have sometimes we're allowed to have other hobbies. We have families, all that type of stuff. So mm -hmm. if you try to do everything that you wanted to do, you would just burn out and it would be no good to, to anyone. Yeah, sure. Definitely. Yeah. It's impressive. I, I, I always overlook this, this, um, the community side and not in the fact that I don't use it. I do use it. You know, if you Google in the questions, you kind of, you get an answer right there because people like you post the answers. Um, I do a tiny bit. I mean, I've looked at bit on Reddit sometimes DMS, a classic uh, on Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, but I, I rarely go out of my way to actually troll and um, troll. That's, a, that's an incorrect word. Scroll, there you go. Scroll through the uh, Reddits or community pages to actually answer questions. It's a very good idea. It's nice that people take the time to do that. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I appreciate it. I think everyone should try that once in a while, you know, just go into the community forum and uh, look up some questions there because uh, mm -hmm. many times you are really going to think whether we're using the exact same Power BI, you'll be surprised at you mm. know, a lot of things that people are going through. And for me, mm. that kind of like just expands your scope, you know? Mm. Actually, it reminds me, I did it once. I went in, I was looking through and I was like, okay, let's just try to take a question that I, I know I can answer. I don't want to give a wrong answer and feel foolish. So I went <laughs> in and I gave an answer and it was the correct answer. And I know this shouldn't matter, but you know, maybe I'm just you know very shallow, so it did matter. Uh, I posted the answer, and then someone underneath was like, "Yes, that is, a, that is the correct answer." And their post got marked as the answer, and I was just devastated. And I was like, "Oh, come on, mark mine is the answer. That, 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 that's not cool." Um, so I think I just stopped. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah, good point to do. How do we? There's a question. How do we join the community? Uh, so the community website. You mm -hmm. can just yeah 
his so, email address, right? Basically, uh, if you want to join the community, you can just try. I think Google is like the easiest path to get in there. But mm -hmm. what you want to put on Google is just, just put Power BI on Google and make sure that you go to uh, the Power BI official website landing page. You know, one of those uh, tabs that you are going to see there is resources. Okay, one of the tabs on the Power BI website is resources. So if you put a drop down on the resources tab, you are going to see the community forum there. Uh, I think the only uh, drop to that, maybe the only a little bit negative thing about that is you can't join the community with your uh, personal email address. Yeah. It has to be like a work email. So maybe, you know, a way to manage that is for you to use your uh, developer account, if you know about that, right? The developer account that you can use, you know, to practice all of the Microsoft uh, Power Platform things and some other Microsoft applications as well. So maybe that should be enough to get you through yeah. to get in, uh, into the community. But generally speaking, if you have a Power BI license, you should be joining the community because you have you can just use the same, same email. Is that correct or no? I think you have... uh, I don't think you need to have a license per se. Mm. Uh, I think you should be able to join the community with a free Power BI account as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm um, just going to bring this comment from Jeff because he's got right. I, mean, I was halfway through telling that story about someone else mocking up my comment, and I realized I'd already told it. And then I was like thinking to myself, well, I can't just stop telling the story. Um, I have this worry sometimes that I do these every week, and I'm like, how many, how many stories do I actually have? So I should, maybe I should just, I should like make a list of all of my stories that I've told and just like cross them off as I go. So there you go. <laughs> I'll repeat myself. It happens. Um, yeah, because I, I know I have a Power BI license that I have for myself, Power BI guy, my, my own domain. Mm -hmm. So I use that, but to actually be part of the community, as in this community website, or certainly the ideas site, I actually can't use that. I've got to use my my work email. So I forget how it works, to be honest. It it, it should be easy. It, it would be, it's a shame that you can't just sign up with like a Gmail account or something. I'm sure they have their reasons. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I really can't tell what the reasons are, but sometimes, no. you know, for no. every of their decisions, you want to think that they have one valid reason somewhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but it's, the community really, I think it should be pretty much open to anyone to sign up because that's what community is about anyway. Yeah. I mean, the, the general term, the, the community, that's like the community site. If you're looking at how to join the community, it's just kind of like being active and posting stuff, right? I mean, as I say, yeah. I very I very rarely use the community website, as in whatever it's called, mm -hmm. uh, when mm -hmm. the, the URL is, but you know, on Twitter, on, on, on LinkedIn, if you like that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Then if you're kind of just there asking questions and connecting with someone, then I suppose you're part of the community, if that's what you were going for as well. It's a very loose term, the Power BI community. It's people who just kind of like talk about it on social media, I think, or Discord and that, and that sort of thing. Basically, if you want to get involved, there are so many different places when people talk about um, Power BI. Like there is this, I, I really, really don't like Discord. It's just something I kind of, can't, my brain can't work out like where everything is. It's like too much, it's too busy for me. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe I just have a very simple mind. This is possible. Um, but yeah, you know, Discord and Slack and Twitter and LinkedIn and Reddit and et cetera, et cetera. So go to those places and then you are in the community. Yeah, sure. Reddit mainly is one of the biggest, uh, probably the biggest anyway, 
communities yeah. that Power BI has, and uh, you know, a lot of interesting conversations going on in there. Mm. Yeah, I yeah, think you sure. never get it wrong joining the uh, Power BI subreddits. Mm. Yeah, true. Do it. It's fun. <laughs> if you like that sort of thing. Anyway, you and Power BI and what you enjoy. What do you, you, you do a lot of work. You do a lot of community work. What's your like, main focus? What do you enjoy? What's your main focus? Do you like, you know, people tend to focus on a certain area or a couple of areas. Is this something that you're particularly good at or you enjoy more than the rest? Those two things tend to be the same. So what's all that? Yeah. Okay. So I think for me, I would say that one of the things I like to do many times is the one where I feel a lot of people have problems or maybe the one where I feel that mm -hmm. many, people, many people are scared of or it's really challenging to many people. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning, I used to be a Power Query guy, a lot of Power Query. Okay, very nice. Yeah, yeah, at the yeah. beginning because, you know, Power Query was actually the one that brought me into Power BI, you know, back in the day, back in the days when Power Query was on Excel, right? So I yeah. used a lot of Power Query then. Mm -hmm. And then I did not really like Power BI at the beginning. Of course, All most right. Excel guys did not like Power BI at the beginning because <laughs> they're always like, uh, Excel is flexible and uh, we could do this on Excel easily. Why do we have to go through, you know, all of these corners as Nigeria would put it, right? So why do you have to go through all of these corners to get these done and things like that? So at the beginning, we yeah. went really uh, Power BI fans, but eventually, based on all the tons of updates, the possibilities, and so many other things, we kind of like were dragged into Power BI. So, you know, I started off with Power Query, and then at some point, I realized that DAX is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so DAX really became a stumbling block for me at some point and i was like wow oh, man. this dark thing really i can't i can't be part of the crowd i i don't want to be part of the crowd because if you think about it most people kind of like get pissed off with ducks because you know you write a lot of things and they, yeah. they end up not ending up correctly and you are wondering mm. why you spend a lot of time trying to troubleshoot and all of that so mm. you know i took it uh, upon myself to kind of like do a lot of research on ducks read wow. all the available books that are possible for me to read on DAX until I was more comfortable with it, right? So when I said I used to go into the Power BI community side to look for problems, mm -hmm. I would basically go looking for DAX problems, right? Okay, so because wow. right now, that's, that's what gives me fulfillment, right? Mm -hmm. Writing a DAX measure that works for me is what makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's really cool. There's a lot of interesting stuff. I'm going to bring up this comment straight away because it's obviously your own quote and I love it. Dax is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love, <laughs> I love a lot of things about that. So it's interesting that you were, I mean, I, I had the same thing. I started in Power Query and I don't want to repeat a story. Otherwise, Jeff will have a go at me again. <laughs> um, I started <laughs> in Power Query too, but I, I very quickly moved across to Power BI and, and I loved it. Um, so it's interesting that you were more reluctant to take that step into Power BI, you kind of, you were the, um, I, I'm, I'm a bit worried though, were you, were you saying things like, oh, I will need to recreate this report, but please do it exactly like it is in Excel. Like, uh, this is the, the, the classic request that you get, just please take this from Excel and put it in Power BI, which is, you know, almost impossible to do sometimes. Uh, but, yeah. okay. Very cool. Yeah, mate. I think I remember one story like that. Basically I was working with someone 
uh, I think about a year or two ago, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, in their organization, they just wanted to convert all their Excel reports into Power BI reports, you know? And that's mm -hmm. one of the biggest problems that Power BI, you know, is facing right now in the sense that, you know, some people don't really know when to use Excel and when to use Power BI, right? Should I use Excel for this? Should I use Power BI for this? But sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. uh, people get to choose the wrong thing, right? So like in this particular project now, the client wanted to convert all Excel reports into Power BI. And I was wondering why would you want to do this? Because most of those reports were, you know, easier to be managed on Excel than for you to have them on Power BI, you know, they tend mm. to have a lot of, you know, a lot of flat files and a lot of uh, human interaction mm. in many of those reports. And they are also mostly financial reports as well, you know. Mm. So, but, you know, uh, something that could probably take you maybe, let's say five minutes for you to work on an Excel and you want mm. to convert that into Power BI, that means you need to do a lot of workarounds. A lot of work around right so it gave me a lot of headache because you know a five minutes job on excel we're kind of like using like hours for us to do those things on power bi right so i think that was the only time when i had to kind of like force myself to reproduce an excel report in power bi eventually mm -hmm. i think i liked it because it gave me a lot of uh perspectives to you know uh to test my creativity <laughs> very cool that's really look, and now look, you, you're also being called out and repeating yourself, but it's the first time you've told us, so it's fine. Um, that's so. What uh, now, having your 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 power BI knowledge, which circumstances would you think are the circumstances where you should do something in Excel rather than Power BI? If someone came to you with a project, where would you recommend Excel above Power BI, for example? Yeah. Curious. So at the end of the day, you know, I think that. Um, the first question has to do with, you know, uh, at what scale are you deploying your reports, right? That's one of okay. the first questions, right? At what scale? Okay. Yeah. Like how many users are going to depend on it? And then yeah. you also think about the source of your data and how easy uh, are those things, uh, you know, how easy do you update them and things like that, right? Mm -hmm. So, but generally the bigger the deployment scale, then uh, the bigger your tendency for you to want to use Power BI, that's one. And then also, you know, in terms of flexibility, if it has to do with a lot of ad hoc things, right? Just, mm. you know, a lot of ad hoc kind of reports that you want to produce, many mm. times those things can easily go into Excel, many times. Okay. So I think it has to do with managing, you know, uh, the size, you know, the scale of deployment mm. and also whether it's an ad hoc report or maybe they are just, you know, report that you really want to use uh, for the uh, for organization wide sake. Mm. Interesting. I know when people approach me with, with the question, you know, can we please do this report in Power BI? Can we move this? We have it in Excel and we want to, you know, change that. We want to put it in Power BI. Quite often, uh, I think that they forget or they put it another way. Perhaps they are put off when my response is, you know, it's not just about creating a report, it's about creating an entire flow of data. So let's start looking mm -hmm. at the data sources. Is yeah. this very, if this is very manual, are we copying and pasting data, all this sort of thing? So if you are doing those things, if you have a very, very manual process, mm -hmm. um, these are all things that you want to solve 
whilst starting a Power BI project, because there's no point in just putting a pretty picture on the data. You want to create an entirely automated process. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes ask that question and they expect a much, much shorter answer. Um, so maybe that answering in that way also kind of puts them off as well. Say, okay, we have these manual steps. We're doing lots of copying and pasting. We haven't got the time or the capacity to kind of do what we need to do to get it in Power BI. Yeah, let's just stick with Excel for a while longer. <laughs> um, I would always push for the for the automation or change the data sources. Don't store stuff in Excel, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's a, a long road on on, on certain mm -hmm. projects. Yeah. Um, I want to bring up a comment from a while ago, and if I haven't lost it, that would be good. Sam, there he is. How do you keep up? How do you keep up with all the crazy updates and features? This is a good one because that is yeah quite difficult sometimes, especially at these yeah. MS build times, right? Yeah, that's a very big and great question. How do you keep <laughs> up with updates and new features? And uh, I think I thought about that. You know, yesterday as well, when the uh, I think was it yesterday or the first day, when all of those tons of updates were just kind of like flying in, I was like, okay, now let's 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 kind of like think about this one more time. You know, at the rate Microsoft is going with Power BI right now, the updates are just you know crazy, a lot of them, and many of them are highly, highly you know valuable. So what I typically do is you know. Uh, I, I make sure I'm in the know of the updates, right? Because if you think about it, you don't get to use all the features, right? You don't get to use all the features. New updates, yes, there's a new update. This is what it does. But then if you don't have a project where you need to kind of like uh, apply such updates, then it means that you never get to try them, right? So but what I typically do is uh, I make sure I, I watch the, uh, you know, the release videos on YouTube every single month which is mostly between 20 to 30 minutes it's never even up to 30 minutes most times so you just have to watch the uh you know release videos read the blog posts and ensure you know you know that those things exist because someday you are going to need to use one of those things right so because for me like i said once again uh you don't get to use all the features right you will never use every single thing but i think it's important for you to know that those things exist which is why I'm always, always very big on documentation, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm always very big on documentation because yes. I try to read documentations and I know many of those things are there, but mm. trust me, I haven't really used, you know, I haven't used up to half of, of the features that Power BI has to offer. And I'm sure many people mm. are also uh, like that as well. Yeah. I, would, I would even go one step further or maybe one step less is about where you're putting it. Is that I try really hard to stay up with all, all the features, all the updates, all the announcements. But I've also resigned myself to the fact that I just can't. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yes, you can probably ensure that you see every single, you know, monthly update. But, you know, you might watch one and then, you know, forget that something's there or forgetting is one thing, but you're missing one update or you miss something that's been announced at MS Build. And it could be like a huge thing that's been announced, you know? Yeah. Um, but you just can see there are so many, I mean, you know, it's you. It's stressful sometimes to think, oh my God, I have to know everything. I have to understand what this does or what it's there for. Quite often, I'll just go over a feature and I'm like, okay, when, how long is that? It, even like stupid small stuff, honestly. I was I was in my PBX the other day and I was looking and I don't know how it misses. The search bar across the top of the PBX, 
I just, I just saw it and I was like, how long has that been there? And I clicked <laughs> on it and I was like, oh, it's got, it's been there, it would been there like a year. It had mm-hmm. been there at the top of the Pyrrhics for a year and I'd never really paid attention to it. So it's just stuff that is going to pass you by. And it's, yeah. yes, try your best, but you, yeah, for me, yeah, you can't catch it all. <laughs> you can't. Exactly. They're not Pokemon. Sorry, that was too, that was too easy. Um, so, yeah, it's just try your best. And then if you fail, it's okay. So you'll probably mm-hmm. see it on a, a social media post, maybe another, uh, another good reason to kind of be involved in the community, social media. People mm-hmm. talking about the challenges that, that they've had to solve, uh, all that kind of stuff, you know? Um, yeah, it's just... Right, exactly. This yeah. comment is, is, is a really good point, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel it's enough to know that the new features exist and just learn about when you need to use it. This is a very, very good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You Google you Google something, you know, or, or Bing, whatever you do, and um, the answer comes up, and maybe it's because Ahmed's been kind enough to post about that in uh, the community website, and uh, you know it's there, and then you use it, and then you're happy. This is just, Yeah, uh, yeah. So, again, uh, I think, you know, one of the things that I always say as well is that the foundations are pretty much the same thing. The foundations have not changed and uh, they are good enough many times, right? Mm-hmm. So like, you know, the Power BI team calls, calls those things updates. They call them updates because they are kind of like additions to the foundation. So, you know, whenever Solid you need point. them, yeah. yeah. So once you need to use one of those additional features, after all, you know, there are ways we do these things without uh, those features, which kind of like reminds me now of something else, you know, mm. about updates. There is this uh, this thing about Microsoft of, you know, they do this thing of kind of like killing. I wouldn't call it killing really, but that's what it is, right? Where there is no uh, conventional way for doing certain things in Power BI. And then you kind of like walk uh, your ass off to find a very creative way to solve <laughs> some problems, you know. You post that YouTube video, you write that blog post, and then boom, in one second, they just release an update and everything becomes easy. That kind of like renders your research, uh, your YouTube video, it kind of like renders those things uh, kind of like a little bit useless, even though there's always a, le- uh, a lot to learn from uh, those situations as well. Yeah. So for example, Absolutely. this new uh, field parameters, you know, that just <laughs> came up. Yeah. <laughs> So the field parameters is something that has rendered so many videos almost useless, right? I think one of my videos as well, in fact, not even a video, it's more or less like a two-hours webinar, right? A two-hours oh webinar God. on, you know, uh, having dynamic axis kind of like going down. Exactly. The mm-hmm. It's one of the things that, yeah, yeah, I mean, that is an absolutely perfect example because I think anyone who's, I had a video for that as well. And I was like, yeah, okay, that's now completely necessary. And I think oh, Baz, um, he made a video about this as well. He said exactly the same thing. All these videos, don't need them anymore. It's yeah. great, obviously, it's fantastic because it was, it was such a horrible workaround. I had to, to do those things and it was so mm-hmm. tedious. And um, I'm not sure what your solution there was, but mine was in, you know, you know, creating, you know, different table, connecting that table with, with um, inactive relationships and that yeah. type of stuff mm-hmm. and if you can get rid of some horrible relationships in your in your model then this is a very positive thing um, yeah, sure. but, it's, yeah, but it's still it was like ah, oh, okay that's and also i gotta say probably more on a personal note when i first 
did that in a report, I was like, oh, wow, this report's so awesome. It has dynamic axes. Not many reports have that. And then like nine months later, Microsoft's like, no, Ben, that report is no longer awesome. It's just very, very standard. In fact, now it's a bad report because you've got loads of inactive relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm, yeah. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go and change that. That report can just sit there and be ugly. Definitely. And I'm really glad for the updates. You know, they kind of like make uh, a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things that I implemented for a client really. And the client really liked the dynamic axis because they were not expecting to have dynamic axis. I knew how long I put into that. Mm. But then this new, uh, uh, you know, field parameters now, I think mm. it makes a whole lot of sense. A whole lot. I mean, it's wonderful. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's not just dynamic axis. You can use dynamic lots of things now. Um, so yeah, it's fun. Uh, just on this concept of updates and things being new, the only thing that I think is slightly different to me about that is this whole thing with like, you know, looking like data marts now, all, all that kind of thing is that this is very different from what you consider if you're working like a person who creates reports or is using a like, power query to get data from data sources. I mean, I, I actually, I'm going to just get myself a, a, a PPU license because I've never actually had um, access to premium before. I've had trial PPU. Great. Loved it very much. But I just don't want to miss out on those features anymore because that's the one thing I don't want to fall, maybe it's a bad terminology to say fall behind. But in my perspective, that's yeah. what I'm doing. I, I want to be able to experience them. I want to be able to try them. And I want to, you know, have an opinion on them. And if a time comes where I need to need them, I don't want to have to do a lot, a lot of work to get to the point where I need to do actually mm -hmm. use those features. So um yeah. this is that's different from like your standard, you know, like, you know, oh, here we have field parameters or here we have, I don't know, like an update to, I don't know, whatever else they update. So this yeah. is, okay. yeah, something you got to think about. I don't know, but it, it, it's tough at the end of the day, but you, you do what you need to do. And as long as you, it's like, as long as you're the sort of person who actively looks for solutions, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if you're, yeah. and I think most of us are, I think you get that impression who people who work in this, uh, in this community or work in this field, I should say, rather than community, tend to be people who, I mean, if you listen to the number of stories who, you know, how did you, you get to where you are? Oh, I was doing this job and then I realized, oh, there has to be a better way. And this is how people mm -hmm. think there has to be a better way. So you check it and then you yeah. find those things out. I think it's just mm -hmm. for me that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. One second, a glass of water here. All right. Um, we were speaking before because we, we had an interaction a couple months or so ago about um, sports data and stuff, right? Is this something, because I, I mentioned a few times that I really enjoy working with sports data. Is this something that you you get involved in or just something that's just your um, a bit of fun for yourself working with, I mean, pulling data and doing a bit of experimentation? Do you ever get a chance to do that? I'm curious. Yeah, I think I find yeah. sports data really interesting, you know, being somebody that, you know, that likes to to follow sports. Yeah. Uh, predominantly football. And uh, in case we have the American audience here, you know, that's what you guys call soccer. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So I find it interesting because um, for me, you know, it sharpens my analytical skills because, you know, typically we have people that we always refer to as sports analysts and uh, mm. they kind of like feed us with kind of like the basic things, the basic analysis of football. Uh, mm. If you follow Opta, you know Opta, right? Yeah, I love yeah, Opta. So Opta. Opta kind of like gathers data for 
for football, mostly football. I don't know if they have if they cover other sports as well. You know, I, think I like they do. Mm -hmm. I like the way Opta Opta kind of like works because they 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 give us insights that you probably uh, have not thought of before or things mm -hmm. that that is not uh, so public. So when I worked with my first uh, football data, mm -hmm. that was in 2017, 2016, okay. 2017 with Power BI, because uh, I really wanted to go deep into the data set myself and, and bring out the insights myself. Mm -hmm. And I loved the things I saw because mm -hmm. it showed me that you could uh, do things yourself with Power BI regardless of the type of data set that you have. Mm. And one of the easiest ones you can actually connect to yourself is something that you love to do. Because, mm. you know, going about getting data sets online with things that you probably don't have connection to mm. just because the data sets are there would help. But I think it's easier if it's something that you have connection to, something that yeah. you really love to do okay, as well. Absolutely. So I, I really enjoyed working on that personal project at that time. That's and cool. I'm really hoping that with all the improvements to Power BI and all the new things, I can probably go into that one more time. Uh, I watched nice. your YouTube video on uh, FPL. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm going to use your recipe <laughs> next time. By the beginning of next uh, season, I will make sure that I have an FPL dashboard myself as well. Very nice. I like it. That is, I mean, that data set I've been using for actually probably the same time that you mentioned it, probably around about 2017 uh, when I first got into Power BI. And I, I agree with what you said, by the way. When, when I give trainings on Power BI, I always say, certainly in my opinion it's really helpful to have data to play with that you have a connection to data that you actually enjoy i mean i think it's one thing using company data whoever you work for but yeah to something that actually inspires you and to drive you to kind of look more look deeper you'll mm -hmm. try things that you probably wouldn't ordinarily try with like standard reporting data if you will like financial data that, that sort of thing and by, by doing passion project, thank you, Jeff. That's exactly right. Yeah, I think I like that. Passion projects. Yeah, see what I'm saying? I say like 10,000 words and Jeff's just like two and that's the same thing, basically. <laughs> I ramble, I ramble. Okay. Um, exactly, Jeff. Um, uh, passion yeah, project. that makes a lot of sense. Sorry, Jeff, I'm going to have to borrow that. In I'll start using that now, right? So when people come to ask for advice, I'll just tell them, you know, look for a passion, passion project. project. <laughs> exactly, passion project. It's very good. Um, Opted data, though, I would love to get my hands on some of that opted data because they have some amazing stuff. And uh, the uh, the FPL, that's the FPL website. It's the Fantasy Premier League website. So I'm, I play fantasy football. I am very, very bad at it, but I do play. Have you ever got me to help you? Say again. Uh, no, the dashboard didn't help because I'm I, I'm I'm too focused on my FPL report. You know. Okay. Uh, I live, I'll, I'll spend more time making changes to my data and checking things are working than I will on my actual team. And also, if that's an excuse, I'm just, I just don't know enough is my problem because it's just, there are so many data points to, I mean, this is a, yeah. true with, with a passion mm -hmm. project as well. I mean, yeah. if it's a passion project and you're just playing around, but if you're actually using that data, this is also the thing is, okay, actually, where can I get more data from? Where can I get more insights from? What can I add to my data set to improve the levels of analysis that I'm doing? Um, mm -hmm. Excuse me, sorry. So yeah, it's it, it's a lot of good fun, and I would recommend it to anyone who's um, wants to get involved in Power BI. Or, I mean, 
you know, I spent when I was first learning Power BI, I was up until like three o'clock in the morning, quite frequently doing it. So uh, you can't expect everyone to do that because other people have social lives, which. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, for me, because, you know, I, I do a lot of trainings as well. And uh, mm -hmm. many people always want to know how to get better. A lot of people also get scared by the more advanced advanced users because sometimes when you see what people do a lot of times it tends to scare you and you want to feel like will i ever get to this level you know yeah. and one of the ways you can actually get to those levels for people who want to learn is to to do what now i think you have the phrase passion project as mm. jeff has mentioned right it's really easy yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, can't, I can't, can't say more than that. It's, it's, it's absolutely true. I mean, maybe the sort of person who can do that, but I mean, also it's about time as well. Like if you're sitting at your desk at work, you have like a stack of things to do and all that kind of stuff. Um, but no, it's, I mean, Jeff actually also, um, he's talking about it. He does have uh, stuff that he uses quite often. He, he uses, I think it's um, uh, ch child names, baby names. I forget, I think it's because he's based in New Zealand, so I think he just does it down for New Zealand or something, but it's really cool, and he adds different stuff to it, so it's just a nice, nice thing. i tell you one that I, the one thing that I, baby names, exactly, the one that I refused to do, I refused to make, and I think I'm the only person who did this, I refused to make a corona report. I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing a corona report. Yeah, we're on the same page with that. Yeah. I've never done that, never. God. It was too much, yeah. man, I was, it was like there's corona everywhere. I was like, I want one aspect of my life to not be corona. Yeah, and for some reason, I've also been seeing a lot of uh, a lot of pandemic kind of data sets these days, a lot of pandemic kind of dashboards yeah. these days as well. And yeah. you know, I was thinking about it sometime, like, do you really enjoy working on these kind of things? Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You, know, you, see, you see dashboards like like maybe mortality rates by blah 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 and you know things that to me i feel like these things are, are sad right but yeah know, it is what it is <laughs> i i was i mean it's also i was just thinking you're sitting at home because you have to be at home mm -hmm. working on data about that's you know as you say it's not particularly pleasant about you know mortality rates it reminds me i did a power bi training once for the company and I always try. I try my best to find like an interesting data set. <laughs> it's quite good. The Corona report is like the Titanic data set. Yeah, it's a, it's a fair point. Yeah. Um, I was doing this as I say. I was doing this training, and I realized as the training was starting that the data set that I pulled was actually really, really inappropriate. It was the data set of like the police force in whatever some U.S. state, and talking about like arrests for different crimes and stuff and i was like i have to get rid of like how i can't use some of these words in like the training man so i do like a, a quick change of the data and just remove all these words that was like you can't use these in a, in a workplace um so yeah it's that sort of thing right i mean again do what you have, whatever you want to do it's the data yeah. do the yeah. play with it but i couldn't bring myself to a corona report it was it was just too much yeah i think uh you know the COVID data sets kind of like it has its own benefits because i think it brought a lot of people into the data space yeah it did bring it also allowed so many people to try out using visualization tools power bi because everybody just started creating uh the covid dashboards and you know many of them copied uh 
the one from John John Hopkins. Okay. Okay. And for me, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. For me, also one of the key things that I also find very helpful is when you try to create uh, a report that you have seen before, right? Mm, okay. Because there, there are like two things. You yeah. can have your own design of dashboard and go with it, right? It will help you to learn in some ways. But at the same time, if you have somebody else's design and you are kind of like forced to create the person's design, it helps you in some other ways as well, right? So um for example one of the ways i learn a lot as well is when people come to me with you know power bi challenges and i get to see their data models i see what they have done i see the kind of uh reports that they are trying to create something i mm. normally would not have thought of before but mm. those things really really have a way uh yeah like bolaji just said now still like an artist right i think that's what Something it means bad. Yeah, it just broadens your scope because if you have to work by yourself alone, you have to do everything that comes to you alone, then it's like, you know, you don't have a lot of spice to, yeah. to your tool set. So you need those things many times. And it also might inspire you to try things that, of course, you wouldn't even consider were, were possible. Like, okay, how do you, someone has just something nice visually, how do you do that? And you would obviously, you have something to aim towards, makes you kind of click on more things, try around mm -hmm. more. Uh, actually, yeah. when I'm on this subject, talking about clicking on more things, I enjoyed your video about how to use the new uh, formatting pane. Because um, yeah, I, I was watching it, I think, uh, this morning, doing my my, uh, my bit of research, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And uh, I was like, yes, a video on how to use it. Because uh, I never even considered that. It's I, I've come to terms with it because I had to come to terms with it. And it is... It's one of those things that's less terrible now because I've used it and I kind of know where things are. Um, yeah. But it just, it made me think of that because, you know, clicking around and things that you can't find and you wouldn't know where they were. It's, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, to have one it, of those things as well is one of those things as well where they have a new updates now where you can just expand everything back and it would look pretty similar to what the old uh, formatting pane looked like, you know, from your settings. Yeah. Which yeah. shouldn't be too hard to find anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's just true. This decision. I, I had the issue when I had to search for things, I couldn't find them. I searched and typing, but that also changed the actual name of the thing. So I couldn't search for it because it changed the name. And I was like, well, let's just, this is very upsetting to me. The worst, <laughs> the, the, I probably told the story before, I'll make it very quick. The worst <laughs> thing that, that, that happened is when I was in the middle of a training and there was a huge powerback update. And it was when oh. they they changed the entire, it was, I'm not sure, maybe 2019, probably. They changed the entire visual side of it. And I was like, I opened Power BI in the morning and I was like, don't know where anything is. Can't find anything. And I looked like an idiot that entire day. Cause I'm like, I'm here to give you a Power BI training because I know about Power BI. And I open it and I was like, okay, so first you've got to click on this thing, but I don't know what it is. Oh man, what are yeah. you gonna do? Something very similar, uh, very similar happened to me last month in one mm -hmm. of my trainings as well, because you know, in a previous week's class, I had mm -hmm. just explained to participants, you know, the field bucket list. And I just mm -hmm. told them that, you know, the field that goes into the axis, because prior to now, we used to mm -hmm. have axis, then values, axis, then values, where the categorical field typically goes into axis and the numerical 
uh, field goes into values. And then I just taught them that thing this week, for example. And then in the next class, by that time, the update had happened. Mm. And they, they had already replaced axes and values with X yeah. axis and Y axis. Yeah. Kind of like invalidated my, my uh, teaching. Yeah. And then, and it's such a small thing, but then also people like yourself who create, have created blog posts. Like, oh, now I, all of my screenshots in the blog posts are also garbage now, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that update, by the way. I've got to say, I preferred values to y-axis. Yeah. I, yeah. I, so, when I saw it, I thought, okay, I understand because when I, obviously I work with Denner quite a lot. And with Denner, it's the y-axis tends to be, well, it is the value. But I found value much clearer. Yeah, to me as well, because it made more sense to me because, you know, when you have uh, a column chart and when you have a bar chart, you know, at mm. that point in time, the two axes basically are going to switch, right? Yeah. So the, the Y axis on uh, a column chart is going to be the X axis on the bar chart or something like that, yeah. right? But then at the end of the day, the only way to, to keep, uh, you know, to keep a simple... Uh, you know, knowledge, to have a simple knowledge on understanding both at the same time is mm -hmm. when they have the exact same descriptions. Because now, if I want to switch between a column chart and a bar chart now, I need to think about where is the X axis and where is the Y axis. Okay, Absolutely. so I, Absolutely. I, prefer, I prefer the older ones as well. Right? I, I'm pleased that you just described that because I found that I was incapable of doing it, but then you did it and you did it wonderfully. So thank you for that. That is exactly correct. Just it's a, Hopefully it's it was because I didn't think about it. <laughs> well, it was fantastic, mate. I, I enjoyed it very much. Um, no, but it's just one of those things where you think, why? Why make that change? Like, it's like, and you go to the, the ideas side and it's like, there's like a thousand ideas, most of them by Jeff, to be honest, mm -hmm. uh, all about like, make this change and it'll be so helpful. And I, I won't actually stop complaining until I, they fix this issue with the page navigator which is driving me crazy because the page navigator will always show drill through pages mm -hmm. and it is extraordinarily upsetting because I love using drill through pages, especially on my FPL report, by the way. Yeah. And, um, I don't understand how that wasn't something that was first of all picked up on when they were testing it. I'm sorry for people who work on these projects and you do an amazing job. We appreciate it, but I'm going to complain a little bit right now. <laughs> when you when you test a feature, surely you must see that and you must realize that no one wants to navigate to a drill through page by clicking on a button. Mm -hmm. And also it was released yeah. like what in, in, in December? And when it was re released in December, I think that one also wasn't preview, it was just released. And um we're a few months down the road now, and it can't be a huge thing to change that. So I'll stop complaining when it's fixed. And when it's fixed, I'll say, thank you. That's wonderful. Um, but right now, I'll just complain because I've got nothing better to do. Yeah. yeah. I want to believe eventually they are going to fix that. They eventually do many times, yeah. I do. think. They do. They always get around to it, you know? And then I, then I, then I always feel bad for, for, for being so um, whingy about it. But <laughs> Yeah. Uh, mate. This has been a fantastic chat. It has been 45 minutes and I don't like to take it too long because then I feel bad for taking up people's very valuable time. And we're in the same time zone. So it's, uh, it's getting late your side as well. Mm -hmm. And it was my son's birthday today. So I want to go and eat some cake and play with some new toys. Yeah, I think that's true. I think I saw that post, right? So I was going to wish him happy birthday the first thing. <laughs> okay. right? so, but it's not bad now that it's coming around the ending as well. 
Uh, Happy yeah, birthday, Dan. Oh, yeah, very good. Hopefully, he's asleep by now because I want to play with the toys, you know, when he's in bed. I can, I can, yeah. We've got one of these, like, gravity trucks, like a, like a, you know what I'm saying, this marble truck uh-huh. thing, and uh-huh. it's really, really good fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to go play with that and eat some cake. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah. Thank you very much for joining me. I've had a really uh, nice chat with you. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's, pleasure. it's my pleasure. And uh, also, as ever, everyone in the comments, everyone taking part, everyone who's joined for the first time, or if you joined and you've been here before, I really appreciate it. If you like these, if you enjoy uh, watching them, they are every Thursday. And you can also click subscribe on the channel if you want to see them, make sure you don't miss them. And um, yeah, thank you, everyone. It's been fantastic. And I'll see you all next Thursday. Goodbye.